welcome to the RuPaul's Drag Race Recap Show for Season 12, Episode 12, titled Viva Drag Vegas. My name is Joe Batance, and I am joined, as always, by one nefarious nanny. I, that was that placeholder, and I didn't actually, it makes no, I forgot to, I like, I'll fix it in the morning, and I didn't. From the podcast pod is my co-pilot. Please say... Give me a strong, wet kiss. To Taylor, (laughs) the latte boy. Hello, Taylor, the latte boy. Hello, Joseph. How are you? (laughs) (laughs) I'm fine. How are you? (coughs) Um... For those of you listening at home and on the iTunes or app, you know Apple Podcasts or Spotify or whatever, uh, you know for people on Patreon, there <laughs> we have a segment called "Just Between Us Girls," where it's just Taylor and I shoot the shit. We do it before the show, and this one was very dark. It involved death and uh, how I'm going to die alone and. And so it's funny to go from that and go, How are you doing, Tail of the Latte Boy? How are hey, you? Guys. <laughs> yeah. What about this Jackie Cox? <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. That's so funny. But once again though, if you want to hear that just between us girls segment, if you want to hear about my own uh self hate and uh, how I loathe myself and all the horrible things Taylor's going through, go to uh, patreon.com slash afterthoughtmedia and join at the premium level to enjoy all that content and more. God, I got to tell you, there is so much content. Right now, we are a content producing machine. I think if you're at, maybe not premium, but definitely this Joe Batanz, you literally have at least one brand new show in your feed a, a day. A day! Yep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yeah. It's sort a lot of, of content. I know. How do you get? Because Taylor, like, you're like a month behind. And I'm is it one, one of the month behind on everything? It, it must be like a Sisyphean effort for you to try. It, and, it is. It is. It is because, and also for some reason, I have it screwed up where I get like three of every episode because of the various feeds that I've yeah. been attached to. That yeah. yeah. So I'll like refresh my my i have used pocket casts yeah and all of a sudden i'm like oh my god there's like six new shows yeah <laughs> that are all in a, and then and then i get mad at other podcasts for releasing because i'm like i have all this afterthought stuff i gotta listen to yeah. too, on top of everything else so it's, it's crazy there it is crazy there are shows I, there's a show i have to release on sunday because we, we got it done late and it usually comes out on thursday and i have to release on sunday because there's so many shows i don't want to burden people too much and sunday seems to be a kind of lighter day if that yeah. makes any sense and so i'm like oh god so lots and lots if you're if you're in the need for content you know where to go but right now we're talking about rupaul's drag race season 12 episode 12 and let's jump right into it. This week, the queens get into showgirl quick drag for the mini challenge. Final million challenge, by the way. The maxi challenge is another rusical number inspired by the Las Vegas stage show RuPaul's Drag Race Live. On the runway category is Eleganza Extravaganza. Gigi Good secures her fourth maxi challenge win, leaving Crystal Method and Jackie Cox in the bottom two. After a lip sync battle for their lives, Crystal Method outperformed Jackie, and she's told Shantae you stay, while Jackie Cox is asked or was asked to sashay away Taylor Vellante boy name two things you liked about the episode and one thing you did not um this was this was a this was a comfort food episode there wasn't really a lot it was lots of bright lights and colors and outfits and you know it, it there what there wasn't a lot of substance to the episode but that's okay given stuff going on in my life right now that's okay yeah um I liked the mini challenge. I know that we've done this before where they have to come up with like kind of mini characters and stuff, but I liked that they all had to write out, you know, a little bio for themselves. Mm -hmm. And um, I thought everybody for the most part actually did stuff that was kind of funny. Mm -hmm. Um, I liked the, I liked the lip sync. I thought that the lip sync between the two of them, I genuinely, I don't do spoilers. And it was clear just from the narrative of mm-hmm. the episode that it was going to come down to the two of them yeah um where they definitely beat it into us that it was a numbers game it wasn't necessarily about who did best who did who didn't but i didn't know who was gonna win 
Mm-hmm. I had I had an idea, but I I wasn't sure. But I enjoy I I love that song. That's a great that's a great song. So I enjoyed that. Um, thing I didn't like. I don't know that there wasn't anything I didn't like about the episode. I think it was just it was just a fun. Mm-hmm. It was a fun episode. I can see where people would thought that the Rusical was kind of cheesy. Yeah. But it's also supposed to be a Vegas show, and Vegas shows are supposed to be cheesy like that. So yeah. in that regards, it was fun to watch. What mm-hmm. about you? Let me tell you this. I've said it before, probably this season, and I'll say it again. And I want to thank listener SDC for giving me the flip on this script that is probably the best way to put this. But I love this Jamal Sims. What a positive yeah. presence yes. on this show. This is the this is the way a choreographer on this show needs to be. He's helpful. He's great television. Fantastic, right? Yeah. SDC pointed out in the first response yesterday. She goes, oh, I wonder what... I can't wait to hear what Joe thinks about the fact that it was the first Todrick-free season in a while. I'm like, I never thought about that. Yep. I, I noticed that, too. I'm like, Todrick was not on at all. Not even as, like, a judge. Oh, thank God. What a horrible yeah. human being this Todrick Hall is. Don't like him? Mm-hmm. And what's funny is we we're have not, mutual friends. We're not talking friends. about Todrick, though. We're talking, we're talking about Jamal. Oh, anyway, I love Jamal. Uh, but you're right. I almost went on one of my rants. Yeah. You know? There's no need. We, we are all very aware. I'd rather talk about Sherry Pie than this Todrick Hall. <laughs> Uh, so that was one thing I liked. Okay, this is a weird one that I know. I it just hit me yesterday, right? It was during the elimination day because it's only really during the elimination day segments that we get to see Gigi in profile, you know, because usually a front shot, and yeah. uh, and so you'll see her in profile. She's doing her makeup, and I was like, wow, she has like a per- like not I wouldn't say perfect, but that's a good thing. I'm saying like. Her nose is just so, like, like the cutest, like perfect. Like if you were gonna make, a, if you were gonna design a twink in a cartoon, it would be that <laughs> nose, right? Like, like a Betty I, Boop cartoon from the thirties. It's just like a perfect little ski jump button nose, and I was like, and I go, and he's a tall man. And I go, oh, it's a nose job. One hundred percent. One hundred. Really? There's no adult male. Who has that nose? I don't care what you look like. Now, a, little, a child could have that nose, right? Uh, or maybe a cute girl, you know, a woman. But I, there's no adult male that has. Have you seen this but nose? He's only like he's only like twenty one. What? How old is Taylor? No, there's no adult male that has this nose. It's like, it's like, like perfectly sculpted like you have to that it, in fact i would say there's no adult that has that nose it's like a uh a, 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 when you see tinkerbell you know uh drawn <laughs> that mean i mean okay i'll try and find a screenshot of this or maybe someone else is humble pie in the chat room humble, uh for, i don't know for those of you I'm listening who are yeah. on the chat room i'm focusing on you you know on, on the patreon <laughs> people if you're not on patreon humble pie is like sort of like the in the chat room always like the wizard who gets this information because even though i have a producer who you think would do that? <laughs> it's uh, humble pie who lands up doing that. Um, so, um, but yeah, if you get a profile of Jackie Cock, you're like, that's not a human being's nose. That that was okay. crafted by a, a plastic surgeon. So that was an anyway. Kudos to the plastic surgery. It's one thing I liked. Um, that's one of the two things you liked. Was, yeah, it's great was plastic. Gigi's it's a nose. great plastic surgery. If you want, if you, like, I didn't clock it right away. You know, and so I am well, why is it? Oh, plastic surgery. Okay. The one thing. Let's just say an allegedly for that, just for shits and giggles. Allegedly, you know, based on my non, my amateur, uh, you know, speculation that that, uh, Gigi Good has had a a nose job. We have a link in the the Crowdcast chat to a Google image. Yeah, I can see that. Mm-hmm. It is it is very much a a very defined cartoonish. Feature. A little. Yeah. Like that's the the nose gem from Gem and the Holograms would have. It's truly outrageous, Taylor. <laughs> 
we are the misfits. Yeah, definitely <laughs> we are the misfits. Who are you always, and I, we are the misfits. You know what's funny is I've always thought that misfit songs were so much better. But we're talking about the cartoon from the 80s, Gem and the Holograms. But yeah. I always thought like, the misfits music was so much better. Well, because when you look back, they really kind of did look like dry queens. They did, yeah. They did. What was the thing you did not like about this episode? Okay. And we can talk about this at length, right? But it's, 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 a, re- it's a revelation that I sort of come to. Mm-hmm. And, it, and it was very obvious in this episode. So on Just Between Us Girls, we talked about this. And we're going to go into depth on this next week for all of you on the reunion. But how, I went back and listened to our episode zero, Meet the Queens episode. Right, where you and I, every season, we make our guesses to who the top four are going to be, right? Mm-hmm. And we were so wrong this season, so wrong. I mean, yeah. it's embarrassing how wrong we were. But you know what else is embarrassing is how right we were, and that both of you, even from the, both of you, both of us, even from the Meet the Queens, even from Meet the Queens, we knew Gigi Good was top four. Yeah, right. It was just so patently obvious. And now that the whole season, at least the new ep- at least the the traditional season is done. This is the last episode yeah. up cuz now it's just the reunion and the finale. But the tr- of the traditional season is done. We can see the amount of producer manipulation in the edit where they really want us to love Gigi Good. And and they also want us to love that fucking broccoli. And I, it's not funny. Okay, you can't light, capture lightning in a bottle a second time. Was, right? Was the broccoli? The, the broccoli was in this episode. Yes, at the very en- at the very end when RuPaul says, "My top four queens are going to LA," and it shows all of them. And they cut to um, the broccoli just staying to the side of the stage. Oh, I, okay. I did kind of see that. All yeah. Right. Yeah. So, it was a real quick shot, right? Yeah. So, um, like, I know you want to make the broccoli a thing, but, okay. But it's the same thing here where they want to make GG good a thing. And uh, they're trying to guess who the audience will love. And I think because of this bizarre season with the coronavirus canceling everything and Sherry Pie canceling the rest, that... Um, a lot of it, it probably happened in previous seasons, but we weren't as hip to the manipulation. But it was patently obvious here. And and what I was saying is that they make bets in the same way that we do. Who is the audience going to fall in love with? And um, I don't know if you knew this, Taylor. I don't know if the audience knew this. People were talking in the first response because I don't think they knew this. But they filmed for this episode. They filmed both eliminations. So they filmed a version of Crystal going home, and they filmed a version of Jackie Cox going home. Okay, and so I, uh, and so I think because they were well, mostly because they didn't want to know who's going to be in the top four, but also yeah. uh, they probably also wanted to wait and see, like who was going to be more popular here, Crystal or Jackie. That's how we know to put who to put in the top four, and. Um, yeah, so what I didn't like was how obvious Gigi has four wins. Gigi should not have won this mini challenge. Uh, you know what's so funny is yeah. last night I got called away, so I didn't see the judges' critiques. You know, but I also know in this episode every everybody's wonderful. None, there was no negatives, right? Was there any negatives? Right. Yeah. Right. They were they were they were <clears throat> splitting hairs on outfits and stuff, but otherwise, yeah. Yeah. you know, everybody was just so amazing. Everyone's amazing. It's always this way in this episode, and. uh and so uh, everyone's amazing. Oh, and so uh, I didn't watch it this morning either. I rewatched it. I skipped past it this morning too. But um, but uh, well, I don't remember what my point was. Anyway, what are your thoughts on what I just said about the manipulation and the? Well, I'm wondering if the reason that they went in so hard on Gigi with this is because I would love years from now and i get that it would never be released i would love to see the original ed- edit of the season mm-hmm. because i have a feeling that sherry clearly i mean she made it she made it all the way to the end mm-hmm. was a very large presence for this season mm-hmm. and i'm wondering if initially <laughs> we were getting a lot of sherry pie love and then they had to okay well we have these two front runners we have these two horses now we have to remove one of the horses, so we're going to just throw everything at Gigi. Mm-hmm. All of the all of the edits, all of the good edits, that 
kind of stuff. Um, but do you I think mean, Gigi should have won this challenge? You think? Well, we'll get to it when we get to it. But like, she, which, she won the mini challenge. No, or the, the whole thing. Challenge? The main challenge. No, no, I don't think she should have because she won um, the main challenge, right? Yeah, I just said it. Yes, she won the mini challenge. Um, I, but I think that I don't think she should have won the Madonna Rusical either. That's I think what I'm that saying. that was a that was a shocking thing, and I don't know. I, I don't know. I mean, I th- I think that this is such a cursed season, as you have said, with stuff, and it is just such a where they they definitely are. You know, whereas I think at the beginning the queens were kind of aware of the pulling of the strings, and now you're seeing queens being a little bit more savvy. I feel like we, as the audience, are starting to get a little more savvy as the pulling of the strings as well. Mm-hmm. So I wouldn't be surprised. I wouldn't. Be, I don't know what I'm saying at this point, but you yeah, know, no, I I agree with you. You know what you're making me think about is one of the things that you know when you, I've read a lot about. I love books about movie making. If that makes sense, yeah, you know. Mm-hmm. And one of the things when you read about movie making is the relationship among the crew and the cast behind the scenes is irrelevant to the quality of the film. There are films where everybody got along and it was a but it was just a crazy great place, but the movie was fucking terrible. And there are a lot of movies where it was a fucking nightmare to work on that set, but they made art, you know? Right. And I feel like, to be honest with you, you can have one of the strongest casts in history, and I don't disagree with that assessment, but, God, the last few episodes have shown that makes for some boring-ass television. Well, because, you know... I was going to save this for the end, but this kind of works into what you're saying now. They talked about an untuck that RuPaul called this group iconic. Uh-huh. And there was part of me that when she said that, I was sort of like, that's not real. That's kind of not. I, I mean, that's a great group of girls. But when I think an iconic <clears throat> final five, mm-hmm. what comes to mind when you think iconic final five of Drag Race? Season five, I would say. Okay, and I went to season six. That's another season one for six, you. You can, you've got, you can go back and forth between them. Right, where you – yeah, the, between the two of them. But I went to see – you know, and I feel like that is a group of girls. But part of that with season five and season six with those last episodes was there was a lot more tension. You had, you had the Roxy and Alaska stuff in five, <laughs> and you had the Darian and Ben stuff in season six, mm-hmm. whereas this group of girls – you know, and I've talked about this, that it is nice, especially with everything going on in the world and just the political climate and the climate and everything, just to watch a show where everybody gets along and everybody seems to genuinely respect and like one another. But that also there are times where you're like, I kind of want to watch somebody fight, you know, just kind of as a way to move things along. This has been. This episode in particular, everybody got along. There was no real drama. There was nobody saying, you know, even when even when they were struggling with the songs or the choreography, everybody was nice to each other. There wasn't that tension of, oh my God, is Gigi going to be able to learn the dance or is Jada going to be able to sing the song? It was it wasn't to the level that we've seen with other shows. So in that regard, people like Todrick work in that regards because they help to kind of stir up emotion whereas this is just sort of we're watching something we're watching nice pageantry kind of go down the this is sort of like watching a parade you're watching all the fanciful colors and the music and everything but there's no you know nothing's on fire nobody's you know it's not a riot it's just sort of it's just kind of going down the path and that's okay but it it doesn't make for you know outstanding television so I agree with you. One mm. of the things I thought about, we'll come back to it, but I'm, there's a, there's a, I'm going to add to it what you just said. But I have a challenge for you that's different from like, like you know, you and I cut, we just recovered season five, and then I'll be released to the general public at some point. Mm-hmm. You know, but give me one or two episodes that stand out to you of this season, of season five, of season five. Uh, season five episodes that stand out to me are the the snatch game. Uh huh. Snatch game is a good one, but that's because mm-hmm. of Jinx. Um, mm-hmm. the the courtroom stuff in oh, the really? finale. Okay, it's funny. That's one that stands out to me. 
What's funny for me, it's Can I Get an Amen, which I love. See, I hate that episode. <laughs> but okay. Ru- RuPaul Roast. Song. RuPaul Roast. Stands out to me. I'll even throw, I'll throw another one. Scent of a Dry Queen. Stands out to me. You know? Okay. Uh, God, the, the, the one where they make the children's show. That's a great one. That's a yeah. good one, too. Right. So, okay. Season six. Give me two or three. Drag Me to Hell. Oh, uh, great episode. Great episode. Another... Another Almost a perfect games. episode. Almost a perfect episode of the show. Yeah. Uh, uh, Drag Race. Uh, not Drag Race. That's the name of the whole show. Snatch Game yeah. would be another one that definitely mm-hmm. stands out to me. Um, uh, the one where the makeover episode. Oh, the, the, make, the, with, the wedding. With the guy that yeah. th- the throws up. That is um, a good one, too. Uh, oh, what are you talking about? The the the, the comedy challenge where, where Laganja and the... Yeah. Hey, hey, hey. Uh, yeah. yeah, that's that's another one. Uh-huh. Yeah, I mean, I, those are ones that I feel definitely I know. Now look, this is, this in, is in memory. This is 6 or 7 years later, but can you name any episode from this season that's memorable? One. Give me one. Mm. That you're going to remember in a year. I feel like I'd remember Madonna the Rusical. Okay. But that's because I'm a Madonna fan. Or I was a Madonna fan, so see, like, I, I, the the only one that I can tell you from last season is share the Rusical. Yeah, it's true. But but to go on what you were saying, I think the difference is, and I'm actually not going to put it on cast because this is the one thing I will say. This is a very 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 strong cast. I will not deny that the entire cast, from top to bottom, except Aiden Zane and Dahlia Sin, uh, are very very strong. Okay, yeah. very strong. The problem is the stakes. The stakes are different. I've I've always said that the stakes switch after season six. Magnolia Crawford was the proverbial canary in the coal mine when she said, yeah. I'm just here for the publicity. And everyone, everyone, you know, clutched their pearls, but they were all thinking the same thing. But, but season six was the last time there were stakes where the only way out was to win. And now... Yeah. I mean, they even have it in a song. Right. I was thinking that, too. I'm like, you're kind of admitting that it's really once you get on the show. Yeah. It's to the point of where you, it's up to you to earn your keep out in the real world. But you are being given a golden opportunity to be yeah. known as a as a Rue girl. Yeah. And losing is the new winning is the song I'm talking about, by the way. And... um. It's it's one of these things where like notice Jack there were you know who was the one that were like you heard them wailing outside because they knew they didn't get far enough to make those bookings. Jackie Cox Rock'em. has was it Rock? Oh, Rockham. You're right. Rockham went home Rock'em. like second or something like that, right? I forgot Rockham existed. Yeah. And then, um, but also I know Britta was pretty upset too. But mm-hmm. um, Jackie Cox has like a misty eye, you know, and it's because she knows fuck. I'm a <laughs> Okay, I, I wish I could have gone yeah. through, but I'm gonna get that. I waited all the way through the. Re- I made this all the. Ep- I'm in all the episodes. Except I'm. Yeah, she's in every. Jackie will be in every episode. She's because she's gonna be yeah. uh, at the reunion. I don't know how they're working mm-hmm. the finale, but probably the finale she'll make an appearance. You know, she she's in every episode. Her booking's gonna go through the roof. It's a little disappointing, but you know, it's not like Rockham was like, ooh, it's gonna be a ri-. just like I said. People are gonna forget my name. Well. I will say that as much, you know, I, there are times that because I just randomly think about Drag Race because of that's who I am and what mm-hmm. we do here. Yeah. There are times that I have to sit and go, who won last season? Yeah. Who won? La-? And I have to really, really think about it. Mm-hmm. And the only thing that I really remember is I just remember Evie's look. At the, and I remember the lip sync between her and Brooke midseason but and, and the fight. <laughs> Yeah. But I mean, I don't remember anything else really about her. Like if I had to go through and list everybody one in a row when I get to the end, mm-hmm. like they all start to kind of blur together as far as the once you get past Bob. Mm-hmm. Like I, I like who won season nine, who won 10, who mm-hmm. won 11. And so I, but I mean, you know, you also figure it's funny to think when you think about All Stars 1 and when there's the the epic fight and Raven says to Mimi in that she goes out of 50 girls. You know, Mimi, I'm first. Mimi, I'm first. Came in number Mimi, third. Mimi, I'm first. That's really my Mimi, name. Mimi, I'm first. Mimi, I'm first. Yeah. Came in number third. You mean? Are you talking? We're up about... to like a hundred. 
Anything about this? Like you, Mimi, I'm first. Mimi, I'm first was number third in the voting. I could not believe it. We're up to like 150 girls now. Yeah. There's 150 of them. And mm-hmm. I, I it's it gets harder to remember everybody. And, mm-hmm. and you're also talking about, you figure on average, there's ten, at least 10 episodes a season, mm-hmm. not including all-stars, <clears throat> not including extra things that they've done. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it gets harder and harder to remember mm-hmm. things. You know, it's, it, there's less and less space in the brain mm-hmm. for you to store all of these memories compared to other things that you've seen the episodes a million times or you've seen the 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 video clips or you've seen on Tumblr or you've seen other where you've watched them a million times. It's going to be harder and harder for girls to not to stand out. Yeah, but but the the point that the ultimately to come back around, the point I was making is. It is the strongest group of girls, and I bet you, because they all seem like very nice people, they were just an yeah. absolute joy to work with. And so that's, I think that's yeah. what RuPaul's really talking about. They weren't difficult. They weren't the vixen. No one had to chase after them. There was pro- They were probably, for the most part, very low maintenance, which makes mm-hmm. showing up to work wonderful. You're not, you don't get that pit in your stomach like, oh, what's going to happen today? What drama is going to happen today? It made it wonderful, but I don't know. And they're very strong girls, very talented girls. I'm sure if you went to go pay to go see them, and you should, <clears throat> they give you a great show. But I don't know that they necessarily make great television. Yeah. Is what I'm trying to say. All right, Taylor, why don't we actually use that opportunity to take a break? So we will be back right after. And when we come back, we're going to get right into the show. Uh, and we're going to just talk about it. Break it down, Taylor, right after this. All right, Taylor, let's get right into the show. After Heidi's elimination, the queens say goodbye to Heidi. Jackie respects Heidi for working with limited resources, but is worried because she hasn't won a maxi challenge. And then suddenly the workroom loses power and the girls move over to the untucked lounge. The next day, uh, the girls walk back into the workroom and Jada erases Heidi's mirror message. Next, RuPaul enters the workroom to announce this to introduce this week's mini challenge. So for today's mini challenge, you need to design an over-the-top, one-of-a-kind showgirl headdress that screams, Viva Drag Vegas! Somehow, Gigi Good wins the mini challenge and then RuPaul announces this week's maxi challenge. Now, ladies, for this week's Maxi Challenge, you'll be performing a medley of original songs from the critically acclaimed RuPaul's Drag Race Live. (laughs) The medley includes a big opening number, a heartfelt first act closer, and the spectacular disco finale. First, you'll record your vocals with RuPaul's Drag Race Live composer, Leland, and then your own original rap verse. Then you'll be working with RuPaul's Drag Race Live director, Jamal Sims. All right, Taylor, let's break it down here. Did you have any big thoughts uh, about the the first act, uh, about uh, you know the mini challenge and the maxi challenge introduction. What were your thoughts here? Two, I have two thoughts. One, sure. I thought that was some sort of bit when the power went out. So did I. I have it in my notes. I'm like, oh, here it comes. This is where we're going to bring in the Las Vegas girls. Yeah, there was something th- that I thought w- that that was a very odd. <clears throat> I'm surprised that they didn't just re- wait. You know, and just kind of film it. But it also made for maybe a little bit of drama. And they they realized that they got some really good stuff out of Untucked. Because I could see where they would just come in and have them wipe it down again. Mm-hmm. But um, but you, you can see that you can see within the first act. It's going to be Crystal and Jackie in the bottom two. Yeah. I mean, just because they're giving they're giving them such a, so much uh, interview time mm-hmm. and so much talking about the numbers game. And mm-hmm. they're just they're they're definitely leading you down the path of this is what you can expect in the last couple minutes of the show. Mm-hmm. Uh, the as far as them all coming in, I found it odd that when they came in the next morning, it was a different angle than we normally see them in where it was like a moving camera. Walk it like Jade, Jada is the first one to walk in, and it sort of is almost like where it's somebody standing with a steady cam walking in, as compared to where it's usually just that that basic shot of That's the doorway and the mom come walking in. Mm-hmm. 
So I'm almost wondering mm-hmm. if there was some sort of issue with the pa- there was still some sort of issue with the power or oh, maybe there was there was a short with the camera or something like that. So they they did that. Mm-hmm. Um, it just felt like the angles were very different. Um, but I I that that's as far as that goes. Another thing. This is another example of this cursed season. Mm-hmm where they're talking about the main challenge and they're she, she, Rue is pretty much promoting this drag race live. Yeah. A show that she wants people to go see, but the fucking city of Las Vegas is closed right now. Yeah. And nobody can get out there and, and see this show. Well, um, what's funny it just, too it is sucks. What's funny is I, I heard it wasn't doing very well. So that they can, they can just close it and blame the, and save RuPaul's ego. I'm like, oh, yeah. well, coronavirus closed it. Cause I heard it was there were just tons of empty seats and whatnot. Oh, yeah. That's when you sad. go to, Ve- have you ever been to Vegas? Yeah, you and I met in Vegas. You ever heard of Las Vegas, Taylor? <laughs> I think I've heard of it a time or two before. But well, then you know this. There are a ton of like just shitty shows that they'll like give out for free because they can't people. They just want people to fill the seats, maybe buy a drink or two and gamble. I yeah. bet you that was becoming one of those shows where it's like, you want free tickets to this RuPaul's Drag Race show? They're probably going to all the gay bars yeah. <clears throat> and doing that. Um, you know, one of the things, Babalu will be very pleased to hear this. I don't think, I think you and I have said the most about this sh- episode before the commercial. Uh, mm-hmm. There's really not a lot to say. That's why I, mean, I, lump, I lump so much together here in this first discussion point. Uh, I agree with you. I thought it was a bit. Uh, going to the mini challenge. I don't know if you have anything to say about the mini challenge. Uh, I liked it. I hated this mini challenge. I thought it was horrible. Okay. That was so stupid. Right. Okay, but when you compare this one <clears throat> to the kitty litter one, oh, better than kitty litter. Okay, I'll give you that. It definitely was better than kitty litter. All right. All this right. One, this you know one, what? she wasn't. She she wasn't. It didn't feel like she was making fun of the girls. True. They were they were kind of making fun of showgirls, but. Yeah. It was. I think what it is. I was like, Gigi won the mini challenge. I was no, like, No, she shouldn't have. She shouldn't have. Won. But again, it's that they're pushing that narrative that they want Gigi Good to be the winner. So why not have her go out on top? Uh, there is a part of me too that. Who, th- who do you think should have won? I think you could make a case for Crystal or Jackie. <clears throat> yeah, uh, that that would be my top two. Yeah. I would think. Uh, it was kind of funny that Jackie was doing that or whatever, you know, <laughs> yeah. and then Crystal's like little bio she wrote was pretty funny. Uh, why is no one talking about this new pit crew guy? What were your thoughts on the new pit crew guy? Oh, <laughs> mm-hmm. I was like, who the hell is that? Yeah. Like, Come on, man bun. <laughs> yeah. I was like, did they just very, find very a guy cute. walking off the street? Oh, do you like them? He was, he was kind of, he was kind of cute. All of the dancers <clears throat> were cute. Oh, are you about I, I, Okay. Let's talk about the dancers now because nothing else to talk about. This, okay. now, every, <laughs> we're just going to skip right. <laughs> well, we're, we'll come back, but I'm, I'm not going to go like, let's save it because we have so much good stuff to get to, you know? Right. You're right. All the dancers are cute. And I have no idea why there's this real basic Val Kilmer wannabe blonde guy that I I could... know exactly the one you're talking about. And I'm like, that's the one Joe's going to like. Which is funny because that's not usually my time. And it's he's so basic. With the frosted hair. With the shitty frosted hair. But there's just something about it. I could not take my eyes off of him. I'm not even sure that I was super into him. I couldn't take my eyes off him to the point where I wasn't even paying attention to the girls. I had to go like, hold on. I had to pay attention to the girls. I could not take my eyes off of him. Mm -hmm. It's so weird. Anyway. uh, Were there any favorite dancers of yours? Um, There was one that at one point he had like a large like black band around mm-hmm. his arm, bl- black tattoo band that mm-hmm. I remember thinking, oh, he's really cute. And then there was one with a beard. But there's always one with a beard that I'm always there like, is. well, hello. Hello, beard. Yeah. Hello, beard. <laughs> All right. In the workroom, the queens write their rap verses for the original song. Losing is the new winning. Jada struggles to write her rap. Gigi wants to show the judges a more vulnerable side. Crystal doesn't know what she's going to write, and the other queens try to help. Uh, during the song recording, Leland and Freddie Scott join the queens on stage for the recording. Leland tells Gigi she needs to bring up the energy. Jackie's praise for her lyrics and flow. Gigi thinks Crystal 
Crystal sounds like a stoned Kermit the Frog, and Jada realizes she's bombing. Uh, during the choreography with Jamal Sims, the Queen's rehearsed choreography... I just said that twice. Jackie gives dad vibes, Crystal recites self-affirmations, and she struggles with the choreo, and Jamal makes a positive example of how Jada picks up on her choreography. A lot to discuss there, Taylor, but any big thoughts on everything I just talked about? Lots of thoughts. Um, what were your thoughts mm-hmm. on this Leland? In terms of? In terms of using using the, the Tadric Jamal scale. <laughs> oh. Where mm-hmm. does he fall? She's closer fall to a more? Jamal, but the problem is... And I'm sure she's very talented and very good at what she does. In fact, I think the fact that she's so fucking boring shows you that. But like, I completely forgettable. I will not remember this person exists in two weeks. Right. Okay. Yeah. No, that was sort of where it, it felt like there were times that she was trying to Todrick them a mm-hmm. little bit, as far as yeah. the, you need to get your energy up and that sort mm-hmm. of stuff. But it wasn't threatening. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, it was. It, but it was. It seemed like she wanted something from them. But she didn't, like, you know, do the, well, girl, I don't know what you're going to do. But mm-hmm. All right. So I'm going to do uh, something that I very rarely do here. And I'm going to do I'm going to do my best Joe Batanz. Are you somebody, ready? At least somebody is. <laughs> so when they were learning to dance, this Jackie Cox and those short shorts were from really far away. You could see her hairy legs. It was so fucking hot. Oh, my God, Joe. Really? Was it? Thank you. Yeah. Oh yeah. No, I love a hairy leg, and the fact that from far away on an HDTV you could see Jackie Cox's hairy legs, I was very just like, yes, <laughs> I'm enjoying this. I think any. I, I I see what you're talking about. She was wearing those tiny little shorts. Um, she didn't mm-hmm. quite have the package that she was packing last week, but I think everything was nullified by the embarrassing dad at a wedding moves. Oh no! See, I thought that was even I thought that was even cuter to me. Oh really? Oh yeah. I think I think Jackie Cox is definitely my crush of the season. Really? Is definitely yeah. For even as even as uh, thin because that's I I like him thick. Mm-hmm. But th- something about Jackie has with just that awkward nerdy. She said something you know you know gotta take nerd or something last night that I thought was really cute. But it's just something about her. I just kind of Jackie is the one this season that if I had an opportunity to make out with one of the girls, I would want to make out with Jackie. I thought it was Rockin Sakura. Uh, <coughs> no, 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 I, uh, I don't know. <laughs> what was that? I don't know. But I Jackie. Okay. I, I, I if I was like. Cute. Behind door number one is Rockham Sakura, and behind door uh-huh. number two is Jackie Cox, and behind door number three is Babalu staring you down for even trying to choose between doors number one and two. <laughs> I think he'd be okay with me making out with Jackie. Okay. And just making out, right? Not sex. Yeah, just whatever you want to do. You I mean you, you oh, just yeah, shake no, their no, hand? I would. I was just. I would just want to make out with Jackie. I think that would. I think that would be fun. I have a feeling that Jackie would be. Jack, Jackie would Jackie would be Jackie would be a a firm but gentle lover. <laughs> okay. Uh, any other thoughts on this whole segment of the song? What did you think of Leland and Freddie? Was that their names? Yeah, Leland and Freddie. They, I, exactly what you said. They were boring. They were they were and, sort and, of okay. I mean, yeah. they, but they also but that also shows. That they, because for as much as they, the, the most tension that you saw really was with Jada, and that where he's, where Leland says at one point, if you don't get this figured out, you're going to go down to a screwed up track. And then clearly the drama is where, I mean, she, she killed it mm-hmm. on, on her rap on the, uh, for the show. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't quite the, it wasn't quite the disaster that they were expecting to be. It's not, um, BB trying to kick her legs up in the kitty girl video. Yeah. <laughs> it wasn't quite that, that bad. Uh, but even that, it just, it wasn't, there wasn't a level of venom that we have heard with like, you know, using Todrick. Todrick is the litmus test for this. <laughs> I hate Todrick so much. All right. Um, <laughs> I got you. <laughs> I've got you completely off the rails. I hate Todrick so much. Okay. I, I'm, I'm going <clears> to <throat> say this. Todrick Hall. 
eating hamburger Marys. <laughs> with Ju- with Dustin Lance Black. <laughs> with Dustin Lance Black. Yeah. I I would blow the place up. And they're watch they're watching uh, the ch- cherry the, the the owners of Hamburger Marys do their drag show while right. they're eating these hamburgers. That would be like, I would get one. I would dress in a black and white striped shirt and have an, um, like I would look at the hamburger, right? I would look at the hamburger. Because they had a big wide brim hat. Yeah, a big wide brim hat, and then I'd roll in one of those old tiny bombs with the string. <laughs> But put it between two hamburger buns and yeah. rest it on there. And then everybody would say, why is Grimace dressed like the Hamburglar? And I'd be like, <laughs> calm down. You would, you would come and say, everybody, hello, everybody. My name's Allison Fo- Mossy, and I'm your waitress. Yeah, I'm, I, I'm Allison Mossy. I'm enjoy, your waitress. Enjoy this complimentary hamburger. Yeah, and then it, it, it's a burger, but inside, in between it is a comical, like, round bomb with the string coming right, out. With the, with the fuse that's, yeah. yeah. And, and, then, uh, and then I have a, a sign that says, try me. You know, <laughs> and then <laughs> compliments of the house, right? And I just walk out. It's a real blast. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then it blows up, and then you see them turn around, and their faces, you know, are black, and their hair is like standing up, and there's smoke. And then they all just slowly turn to ash, but their eyes still stay. Yeah, and then Todrick just spits out one tooth. <laughs> you know. Anyway, uh, okay, uh, it's it's elimination day, and the queens are toasting their last day in the workroom. Jada asked the other queens their first impressions of their competitors. Gigi saw Jackie as another fashion girl. Jackie was confused by Gigi's pirate entrance look. Jada's taken aback when Jackie says she was first impressed with her makeup skills during the improv challenge. We have to write shorter sentences. The girls tell Crystal she changed the most... <laughs> The girls change the most. Sherry asks if report cuts will come into play. And Jackie says if that's the case, she and Crystal are in the bottom two. Your thoughts on this elimination day? On the first response, I'll tell you this, Taylor. A lot of people were saying that they really liked this elimination day segment. I don't know why. Yeah. Did you like it no, too? No, it was, it was, but this goes to we have a group of girls that really seem to like each other. Yeah. And it felt like you were watching a bunch of girlfriends all, you know, sit around and talk. And there wasn't there wasn't necessarily any um there wasn't any drama. There wasn't any like things left that needed to be said. It was just it, everybody seems to have a genuine respect for one another and respect mm-hmm. for each other's crafts. And that is nice to see. It's a little boring, but it's, yeah. it's it is nice to see. Um, yeah, they all seem to get along. There really wasn't much to this uh, elimination day. This is, by the way, we've seen this elimination day before. This is not an, a new thing where they all of a sudden go like, "What was it like when we first walked in?" You know, um, it's uh, uh, we've seen this before. So yeah. to me, it was just, it, this is something we've seen a million times, and so I thought it was fine. But yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it's 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 comfort food at this yeah. point. Yeah, this is just it's it's very it's it's just sort of we're learning we're getting to say goodbye to these girls in the format of which we have been watching them for the last 12 weeks, which I can't believe this has been 12 weeks. It it has flown by. This this season has flown by. Yeah. So that's that and that is that is a definite plus of this. Yeah. Uh all right, well let's move on to the maxi challenge. Taylor Talate boy. Uh, your thoughts on the well? The opening first number was called "Baby I Made It." Do you have any thoughts on the specific opening number? It's it is that cheesy. If you have ever seen a show in Vegas, mm-hmm. it is it is so quintessential that kind of late seventies, early eighties. You know, yeah, at the end, yeah. you're supposed to do like that pump kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I like the fact that they all were wearing their outfits from when they first came in. I, I, I thought that was yeah. a cute. Mm-hmm. I thought that was that was a cute thing, and um, it's it, it was harmless. Yeah. Harmless is the best way to describe it. I don't know that it was necessarily, <clears throat> you know, um, that uh, it, it was it wasn't anything you know dramatic or scary about it. You know, yeah. there there was there wasn't any. Uh, my God, why can't I talk all of a sudden? I don't know. Uh, I think you're still stuck any... on me bombing uh, hum- Hamburger Mary's when Todrick is there <laughs> with uh, <laughs> Dustin Lance Black. So, what, there, there wasn't any blank to it. Not threats. There wasn't any... 
What is the word? I don't know. Well, let me, let me maybe my because I think I know what you're trying to say. So let me my what I'm going to say will will help you here. Actually, right. what I, I like you, I liked, and I'm going to talk about all the songs here because what I'm going to say right now to help you, I was going to say for the second number, the I hate the mm-hmm. mirror, love the mirror, is um. The Leland and Freddie are talented songwriters. The songs were, they captured that cheesy Vegas feel. They were catchy. They were melodic. The problem were the lyrics. The lyrics were so banal and they lacked any kind of bite to them. Which, say what you about Lucian, you could remember some of the lyrics. They they had a a sharpness to them, an edge. And there was no edge to these songs it was almost like you know i just saw this thing on reddit it was very funny and i guess people do this all the time because it seemed like this was a series that this guy does where he Uh takes all of acdc's lyrics and puts them into like a bot and the Uh bot writes a song with all the lyrics and then i guess he gets a Uh sound alike to sing them and it Uh was funny because it was just taking acdc's lyrics into a a, 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 just a prototype uh acdc song and that's what these lyrics sounded like. It was like, put all the lyrics of all the songs you could have about drag queens into a computer and spit out lyrics. And that's what it is. You know? Or any song about reaching your goal. Yes. You know, yes. very much of the, you know, it's it's kind of that, uh, I'm trying to think of a song now, like, you know, very go the distance kind yeah. of thing. But, you know, but with, with that, like, late late 70s early 80s like sitcom theme music mm-hmm. sort of it was it was that that sort of what it was like lots of big lots of big horns and 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 a whole like band kind of thing but you know what's so funny is i just thought about this right now taylor Vellante boy is what i just said could also be a criticism or a comment you could make about the entire season and cast is mm-hmm. they feel like they you took in all the elements of drag race seasons past, put them into a computer and the bot spit out what that cast would look like, what the challenges would look like, what the songs would be like, what the outcomes would be. And it just all felt made by committee and by a computer and they do the job and they hit the right notes, but is it ultimately memorable and nutritious, nutritious, nutritious? I don't know. I don't know if it fed the soul the way other seasons have. You, I feel like you and I, you know, part of, you know, when a new season starts, it's exciting because we have our ideas on Meet the Queens. Mm-hmm. But until the episodes ju- start actually airing and you start seeing how these girls interact, mm-hmm. we really have, <laughs> up till this point, really had no idea who was going to win each season. Mm-hmm. Whereas this one, it feels like that is with with each passing season, you can start to map out, okay, this one's going to be the next one to go. This one's going to be this, this, you know, this one is <clears throat> in the fr- in the first third of girls mm-hmm. to go, the second third, and then you're going to have your top four. Yeah. Um, and this one, I feel for the most part, really kind of, it was a lot easier up until I would say this final, this final lip sync for me to really kind of map out who was going home in what order. Yeah, it, yeah I see what you're and saying. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it, it's it's going to be more and more of that. I think um, with each season, mm-hmm. you know, I I think that we are, and it feels like we are watching <clears throat> fans mm-hmm. who consume this start to figure out the equation. Mm-hmm. You know, you and I have figured it out, I think. And there are other people, I don't want to make it sound like we crack the code, but I feel it feels like we're all starting to like, you know, you and you have the super fans, you have listeners of the, of our shows and stuff mm-hmm. like that. But it feels like when you're seeing things on social media and stuff, the people are starting to get it. Mm-hmm. And that people are going to uh, people are starting to do that whole like you know oh well, sh- we don't have to be invested in her because she'll be gone by week three or you know this one has got to be a top four or yeah. you know that sort of thing mm-hmm. so it, unless they really kind of mess with the format mm-hmm. we're all going to be able to figure that out with each season and it's going to be more and more where you're almost going to know almost immediately who the winner is I mean I don't think anybody suspected Evie to win last season true you know 
But then as you got to know her a little bit, then it got to be like, oh, they're going to keep her around for a while because she makes for good television. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Well, I think, but to go with what you said, though, I think maybe it goes in cycles because I think we all saw Bob winning episode one when she walked in the workroom. Right. And I think Sydney with Gigi, we were like, oh, well, the, she she's exactly what they want. You know, she's the whole yeah. package. Um, one more thing I want to say, and I said this earlier, but I don't think I said it on the air. I don't know where I said it. I love that this Jackie Cox in her disco finale rap, the losing is the new winning, I think because it rhymes with Cox, she said, don't put me in a box. Uh-huh. All this bitch does is talk about being Persian, Persian this, Persian that. And so we put her in a Persian box. She's, she put herself in the fucking goddamn box. <laughs> Meanwhile, this crystal, Latinx, would never know it. Doesn't talk about it. I'm not saying that's a good thing or a bad thing. You, may, you know, Valentina, I think it's great that she talked about her Latinx uh, background. But part, of that, but part of that could be, that, you know, we've had Latin, Latinx queens on the show before. This is the first Persian girl that we've had. So she feels like this is something that makes her stand out. You know, they talked about when they were when they were kind of deliberating that she's somebody who wears her culture. She wears her life experience, you know, through her drag. I mean, the hijab that she wore and everything. And that makes her stand out. So she's going to continue saying things and talking about that as a way to and that's you fine. Know, show that she's a little bit different. There's nothing wrong with boxes, okay? Mm-hmm. But then don't say don't put me in a box. We're like, no one's putting you. But you put yourself in the box. Like Valentina again is the perfect example. She well, put herself in the Latinx box, in and box that's fine. About being Persian, I think it was just that she she was looking for something that rhymes with Cox. Box is the easiest one. What else? What else is she good? If she says her name, what is what's another word that rhymes with Cox? If she loved Jews, she would say bagels and locks. (laughs) Or she would want to, you know, she'd want to get down with some jocks. Or maybe her spirit animal is a fox. Mm -hmm. Or you know what? Maybe she's good at stocks. She's got a lot of energy. She's full of moxie. She has a voice. She wants to use her Vox. <laughs> or she, she likes to read she likes to read the news and her favorite site is Vox. She she has her own social media empire. She does lots of TikToks. Don't leave me hanging like this. Come on. <laughs> now it's time for the looks. All right, Taylor, we're going to do the look. Now, look, you have, you know, you know what? Actually, this might be easier for you because um, uh, we went because there's so few girls and they're only doing one look. They get a lot of time per look, you know, Okay. so it might be one of these things where, um, you, you know, you can say everything you want to say. We'll see. We'll find out. But you might be able to see see everything you want to say because they get so much time per look. But are you ready? Uh, yeah. And I'm going to do the same thing where as soon as that person, a new person comes out, I'm going to shout their name. So the first All person right. coming in on the runway is Crystal Method. Crystal Method is wearing every single fashion idea that you could possibly wear. <laughs> she's wearing a blue velvet pantsuit um, or bodysuit that has rouging. And she's wearing a turban, a flower, blue face paint white she looks amazing i love the entire look this speaks to who crystal is as a performer and while it is hideous it is beautifully hideous and it is i i really really love this so this is a great great look from crystal um she looks like a weird smurf tutor boot she's a that's a toot gg good Gigi Good came out in a in a powder blue uh, dress that looked like a prom outfit from the uh, from the top. She had on a head brace and very eighties Joan Cusack in Sixteen Candles hair. I thought this was a great look as well because it speaks speaks to the comedy of Gigi um, that she doesn't take herself too seriously, but it was still very glamorous. I love the combination of the light pink and light blue and the way that she accented everything really well, uh, uh, juxtaposed with the red hair. Um, the great, the everything about it was just absolutely great, and this is also a toot for me as well. 
You see, like see, I told you, you're gonna have a lot of time between each yeah. scene because yeah, and she, and she she played a character of sorts while she was yeah. doing it, where she was kind of very awkward and nerdy, but it's she still looked beautiful. So definitely, Jackie agree. Cox. I loved this look so much. Um, she came out in a very 50s inspired outfit that was red with yellow spots with lots and lots of um, uh, uh, shit. Uh, just lots of flair um, with a bright blue wig, blue gloves, and uh, blue shoes. I love the color combination of this. The bottom of the skirt was definitely a little messy, but I thought Jackie looked absolutely beautiful. Um, blue blue lipstick as well. Uh, mm-hmm. And it just, it speaks to who Jackie is as far as where she's definitely likes to do time periods. Mm-hmm. And this was a very glamorous look for her. I just wish the bottom was a little bit more, a uh, little bit more uh, even, but absolutely a toot look for me. You know, what's so funny is, you know, we're getting low on time here, right? And I, are you worried about... Uh, your husband, Bobby Lou, you mm-hmm. know, getting upset with you or anything like that, or like, because you know, last time, oh, oh, wait, you know, last time he wanted to vacuum. Is that him getting ready to <laughs> vacuum? Yes, he's vacuuming right now as we speak. That's exactly what's happening. He's vacuuming in the other room. Yeah, Taylor. At some I, point, he will knock on the door and go housekeeping. Yeah, so, yeah, because he got really because he wanted to vacuum. Bobby Lou, turn it off. All right. <laughs> Jada Essence Hall. Jada Essence Hall came out in an outfit that they they referenced coming to America. The dress that his uh, betrothed, Eddie Murphy's betrothed, wore in coming to America. A very beautiful gold gown that uh, Carson said looked like it was inspired by one of the outfits that would have been worn on Dynasty in the eighties. She looked beautiful. I, this was probably my least favorite look of all of the looks, not because it wasn't beautiful, but it was just sort of. It, 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 you could have seen this anywhere. This mm-hmm. this felt very um, pageant-y to me, whereas I felt the others sort of told a story. But she did look beautiful, and I give it a toot. It just was my least favorite of all of the all of the looks. All right, very good. And you know what, Taylor? I have some big news for you. What? Those are the looks. Those are the looks. Thank Those you. Those are the looks. Yeah. Uh, okay. Let me have a million elements now. I need to. Stop and do all the... Okay, there we go. All right, Taylor. After the critiques and deliberations, Gigi Good wins her first... Firth? Her first maxi... Her fourth... (laughs) Her fourth maxi challenge of the season. Jada and Sherry are named safe, leaving Jackie Cox and Crystal Method in the bottom two. The song that they lip sync to? On the Floor by Jennifer Lopez Feet Pitbull... Uh, after lip sync battle for their live, Crystal is told Shantae you stay while Jackie is asked to sashay away. Taylor the Latte Boy, any final thoughts on the episode? I thought for it being the final lip sync, I thought that both Jackie and Crystal did a great job. Um, it really, you sort of knew it was probably going to go to Crystal just because of the, they kept talking about the numbers game. Mm-hmm. Um, but it felt like usually you can sort they sort of focus on one girl more than the other in lip syncs, and that's the one who wins. Mm-hmm. And I felt like they were focusing, if it wasn't even, they were definitely it felt like they were focusing even a little bit more on Jackie. Um, but I thought Jackie did it was a very joyous um lip sync on her part. There wasn't it wasn't crazy, there wasn't shablams, there wasn't where she was she was having fun with it, and that mm-hmm. was fun to watch, much like with Crystal. It was it was fun. Um, I guess my only other thought was the fact that they ended this part of the series in shade. And um, oh, actually, before I do that, I want to talk about something else that Springham in the chat room. And I believe it was um, Eve's Ad- Eve Adams brought up in the other chat room, the Mixler chat room, that not only did we not have a Tic Tac interview with all yeah. of the girls that were left, mm-hmm. but we didn't have the. And what would you say to little so-and-so if you oh, had the opportunity? I right. completely forgot that and very much enjoyed that. But I'm almost wondering if she didn't do that because they're kind of boring. Like there wasn't – you weren't going to get the tears that you would get from some of the girls that put up those defenses. They realized they, that they weren't going to get the – or if they filmed <clears throat> it and just never showed it. Because you'd have to show Sherry Pie. You'd have to show Sherry mm. Pie talking to herself as a kid. Okay. 
I didn't even think of that. Maybe maybe they didn't want that in, so they just cut the whole thing out. So, uh, yeah. Well, speaking of Sherry Pie, they definitely ended the season with some shade. Because of where she pretty much says, my top four. (coughs) So who are you? And then only says three teams. Yeah. And then the very last shot before they go to World of Wonder is one of the girls throwing the vote sign up in front of Sherry's face. Oh, really? Yeah, if you go back and watch it, that is literally the I noticed that. How are you noticing that? How are you noticing that, but not noticing the broccoli that was standing right there? Because well, I was half paying attention, but I but that was one thing that I definitely picked up on that and thought that was an editor saying one last fuck you at Sherry mm-hmm. Pie. So I very much enjoyed that. I did remember that the broccoli was there eventually. I just kind of it didn't stay in the. What did you know. you know? Some of the people during the first response, they were talking about how much they loved the lip sync, or they thought Jackie won the lip sync. I didn't think so. I thought I think I've seen this bit from Jackie. I'm not a big fan of the kooky lip sync when it's not, a, especially when it's not appropriate. And this song didn't seem like an appropriate song for a kooky lip sync. Well, that seems to be <clears throat> because she sort of did that even with her lip sync in the song. Yeah, with her rap in the song, she was kind of doing the crazy like ah and. You know, also in the in the song in Vegas, that's the third time we've seen that wig from her. Yeah. So that sort of was I was like, I'm kind of tired of seeing that. I want to see I want to see a different look from Jackie. Um, but I I thought that she took up so much of the stage with that dress, especially when she was twirling and stuff. Mm-hmm. That I think that might have also been part of the reason why my eye was consistently going to her. Um but I thought Crystal uh, Crystal did a great job. It, it was it was one of those that they ma- they both managed to do the lip sync for a song that is a high energy dance song without mm-hmm. any death drops, without any you know ba- crazy <laughs> gymnastics, anything like that, which shows that you don't have to do that to have a good lip sync, yeah, especially to a dance song. Um, you know, my uh, one of the questions I was getting asked either, either on the show or by friends in private. Was what did I think was going to happen with the finale with Sherry Pie being disqualified? And I really did think they were going to put both girls forward. I I did at one <laughs> point say out loud to Robert Alou, said, we're going to have a top five. But, oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah. But yeah. Um, uh, it looked like they kept it at top three, which traditionally before season nine is what they had was a top three. And also, it makes sense now because we were thinking top four in terms of if they're gonna if they were gonna do uh, a lip sync uh, for the crown kind of thing. What I've read, what they're doing, and there seemed to be some sort of from what I understood from what I read is that the girls. I don't think they're lip syncing live. I don't think they're lip syncing live on Zoom. The impression I got is I think American Idol has been doing something similar. Is that they've sent the girls a packet, so, a package, so that they could film their own lip sync, and basically you'll be judged on how you, how creative you make it. Does that make sense? Yeah. And yes. and then they'll, they'll air those videos of that lip sync. Um, so in that case, you don't need a top four. Yeah, top three is fine. Uh, I'm still surprised. I thought they would have just for just like the sake of. Fairness, tradition. yeah, or tra- we're not in tradition, but more just like, well, I don't know, but then maybe I guess it goes into like, well, then what's fair for every other contestant, you know? So, uh, all right, any other final thoughts on this episode, Taylor the Latte Boy? No, it was it was comfort food, which it is was- what I needed this week. So it was it was a it was a fine episode. Untucked was more of the just them all sitting around and pretty much jerking each other off. So it was enjoyable. I am, I am ready to go back to, I mean, you figure next week will be maybe two hours. The reunion. Oh, you think we, oh, the, this, this whole three and a half hours of by 1130. I am exhausted. Oh, I see. Yeah. 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 And I think, I think the reunion, race and then I talked afterwards. I think the reunion is only the regular 90 minutes. I don't think they do an attack and that's it. Yeah. No, I know they won't do an untucked, but I'm almost. You, you had a theory mm-hmm. about. You had a theory about um, why they were showing celebrity drag race. Oh yeah, between uh-huh. un- and then showing untucked at the end. Yeah, and you had said that you wanted to. I believe it was something, and if I misquote you, I apologize. Fake news. That you fake news. <laughs> that you thought that it was a way to distance 
from Sherry Pie that Sherry yeah. Pie was going to be getting more of the edit in Untucked because there were less and less girls, and it was a way to kind of distance that. I think that they looked at these four episodes of Celebrity Drag Race and felt that the only way we were going to watch it is if we knew Untucked was on afterwards. Because oh, I think, especially really? after the first, I think especially if because you had also said, and I'm not going, I'm not getting into celebrity directory spoilers or anything, but you had said that episode two that we saw was actually episode four. Yes, and according to the had rumors, they had they had had they shown last night's episode as episode two, I wouldn't have watched three and four if Untucked came on mm-hmm. afterwards. Last night's Celebrity Drag Race was the first one that I really did that I sat and played on my phone the whole time. Or I talked. I Is talked it that to bad? It's um, that bad. Other people. It, it's it's not good at all. There's only one moment of it that I thought that I really kind of stopped and paid attention to, and it wasn't one of the contestants. It was a moment with Vanjie, where Vanjie gets upset at one point, and it was it was very it was sad to watch but i also was kind of oh. in the middle of stuff but it, it it's not a good episode mm-hmm. so. you know, as you know taylor i have a lot of thoughts about celebrity drag race uh, oh god <laughs> your husband loves the vacuum i know he does he really loves the vacuum. anyway uh oh he stopped <laughs> Maybe he heard me. All right. Well, that's going to do it for this week's episode of RuPaul's Drag Race Recap. This episode was produced by Luke Samen. Be sure to join us next week and every week as we continue to discuss, dissect, and deconstruct each brand new episode of RuPaul's Drag Race Season 12. So, for Taylor Talate Boy uh, and myself, sashay away until next week. For listening to RuPaul's Drag Race Recap. Have something to say? Email us at dragracerecap at gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Drag Race Recap. If you want access to more Season 12 content, support us on Patreon at patreon.com slash afterthoughtmedia. You can follow Taylor the Latte Boy on Twitter and Instagram at Taylor. Follow Joe Batanz on Twitter and Instagram at Joe Batanz. That's J-O-E-B-E-T-A-N-C-E. The theme song was written by Lucian Piani and arranged and performed by Alex Lefebvre. This episode was produced by Luke Stamen. Drag Race Recap is an Afterthought Media podcast. <laughs>